Hello and welcome to the Guelph Politicast. I'm Adam A. Donaldson of Guelph Politico. Today I talk to Dr. Ian Digby, who's an emergency physician at Guelph General Hospital, president of the hospital's professional staff association for 2023 to 2024, and physician lead for the Guelph Wellington Physician Association. It sounds like Dr. Digby is a busy guy. So, you know, it must be something important when he stops by a city council meeting in order to chat. By the numbers, $43,335 per year for two years is probably the smallest ask of this budget cycle. But the work that that money will fund is actually pretty important. Attracting new doctors to Guelph. I know for many of us that live here, Guelph is a destination that sells itself, but the competition for that small number of new doctors is fierce in this area. And by this area, I mean southwestern Ontario. And Guelph-Wellington, well, it's one of the last municipalities to have a formal plan in order to attract them. Is it too late for us to get in the game? Hiring doctors is the topic of this week's Guelph Politicast. At his council delegation last week, Dr. Digby explained that accounting for growth, Guelph is going to need 35 new doctors over the next decade, and Wellington County is going to need another 25. These numbers do not take into account the usual turnover, meaning doctors who either retire or take on new positions outside of a daily medical practice. Guelph presently has 166 family physicians, and 95% of them are part of a team-based practice. Guelph Family Health Team perhaps being the biggest and most obvious example. In Guelph Wellington, we've got 254,247 health card holders, and right now 21% of them do not have a family physician. Those family physicians in Guelph and Wellington have each nearly 1,300 patients that they look after when compared to the average family doctor in Ontario who has closer to 1,200 patients. It is worth noting, though, that the average number of patients per doctor jumps significantly in Mount Forest, where there are 1,457 patients for every doctor. So it's pretty easy to see that there's a need here. Now, having said that, why are we just now looking to strategize the recruitment of doctors? That was one of the questions that came to my mind while listening to Dr. Digby's delegation at council because there are several area communities that have had formal doctor recruitment efforts going for years. Just 20 minutes up the road in Kitchener-Waterloo, their local governments and chambers of commerce have been leading a full-court press to get more doctors to their region. And then you have Hamilton and London who both benefit from having medical schools in their backyard. But what does Guelph and Wellington have to offer? Well, we might have more going on medically than you might think, and now it's just a matter of organizing that into a single focused effort. And how we do that is what Dr. Digby is going to talk about on this week's edition of the Guelph Politicast. We will talk about Guelph's desirability as a home for new doctors, the nature of the competition with other regional recruitment efforts, and the things that Guelph can offer that other places may not. We're also going to talk about the players and the recruitment strategy, the development work done so far, and the challenges of finding general practitioners when so many med school grads are specializing. 
And finally, we will talk about how the recruitment strategy can be used for future staffing needs, like, say, a second Guelph hospital, and what role the provincial government should be playing to assure that everyone has the doctors that they need. So I caught up with Dr. Ian Digby late last week via Zoom. Uh, okay, Dr. Ian Digby, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Uh, I guess to start off with um, developing a strategy to recruit uh, physicians to come to Guelph and, and Wellington County as well, it seems like um, this is, I, I'm sure it's something that's been thought about. And I was reading your letter to to, to council and it's, it's something that's been in the works for a couple of years, but I, I know that other communities around us have been, ha- had a more formal strategy going back years and years and years. So I guess the first question I had in my mind was, is Guelph becoming less desirable as a potential location for new doctors or is it just that the competition is so great now to get more doctors to come to a community that you need a formal strategy right so there's many competing issues all happening at the same time um the we've got uh the demographics of current physicians ages and stages of career um people moving on due to their own personal decisions, changing roles, et cetera. So it's really unpredictable what happens in a specific community. And we've been mostly doing very well in Guelph for many years. And then we bumped into this thing called the pandemic, which heard threw of it. everybody into uh, different levels of stress and uh, looking at their careers and uh, their their degrees of burnout. And so all sorts of unpredictable things have happened, I think, in over the last last few years. Some people have, uh, some physicians have changed their their careers entirely. Um, some physicians have increased because they want to fight the good fights and others have maybe even retired. So there's nothing specific about Guelph as a desirable community that's happening. Um, we've got lots of really strong points that uh, we can talk about that make this place very attractive. And I think what we've just noticed in the last year or so is that we're behind the the eight ball. Uh, other communities have recognized their, their shifting uh, uh, human resources earlier than us and, and started diving into it. The, the reason we're doing this now is because the Ontario Health Team, the Guelph Wellington Ontario Health Team, for which I am uh, representing in, in the uh, in, in the application to council, we've recognized this as a primary issue that needs to be addressed. Um, it's one of the key goals of the uh, OHT to promote our region and to ensure we have adequate recruitment and uh, start to look for ways to to get people drawn here. And we've noticed, as we've been looking at this, that other communities across Canada and around Ontario are being much more activist in their recruitment. So it's it's a combination of issues where we've suddenly realized we've got to act. And it's a defensive strategy to uh, protect our, our, our region and make sure that we've got uh, as, as many physicians coming here as possible. 
So, I mean, that sounds like kind of one of the things that the Ontario health team was created to, to sort of do was to, to look at that total health picture and, um, I guess be proactive in making sure that things don't fall through the cracks. Right. The, so the Ontario health team is a collaboration of, um, about 50 organizations that cover all of the scope of, of healthcare in all of Wellington County. So it's Guelph plus uh, the North Wellington, the, the hospitals in Fergus, Mount Forest, Palmerston, the various mental health services in the region, the family health teams, and uh, all of the other support agencies, um, uh, Canadian Mental Health Association, um, Stonehenge, these organizations, and we are working to build a local health system that is uh, created by our organizations and supports all of our organizations to uh, provide as ideal, optimal care to our uh, neighbors and our, our residents as possible. And this is the new method that uh, the provincial government brought in about four years ago as they were uh, closing down the, the lens that were the previous management system. And so we're, we're really trying to see how can the OHT serve our community as best possible and improve clinical uh, processes and shorten wait times and um, uh, reduce uh, redundancies, these sorts of things. And certainly physician uh access and physician recruitment are pretty key to that you mentioned the 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 provincial government's role in this and i think a lot of people might hear about this effort and seeing you come to the city council to ask for funds and you know partnering with the chamber of commerce and then say to themselves well this is a healthcare matter yeah. province the the government of ontario manages their healthcare system and given the fact that you know, they know the enrollment in medical schools. They know how many people are coming out of universities and and they know where all the gaps are in terms of, you know, which areas need which doctors. Why is this kind of like your problem? Why is it kind of the city's problem? Right. It's a it's a fair question. It's a question that I don't have an answer to. This has <laughs> been a, uh, a perennial issue for, for decades. Um, when I came into uh, my career about 20, 25 years ago, when I first started applying to medical school, it was, uh, th this was a career that was going to be, uh, it was going to be too many doctors and uh, there wasn't going to be enough work. And it, it was sort of, uh, it, it was, people were not excited about coming into uh, emergency medicine or, or primary care at that time. And it goes up and down in, in unexpected um, waves so that there's a lot of political involvement to, to show that uh, 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 governments are acting in the best interests of patients and the best interests of communities, but it's highly, highly unpredictable. And at times, um, there have been an overload of physicians, as I mentioned, and at other times, there's been an obvious shortage. So they're, they're always kind of catching, catching up. What's been really interesting in the last 15 years or so is uh, demographic changes in the people who are coming out of medical school. And they're mm -hmm. looking for different careers mm -hmm. uh, than, than 
doctors of 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, in the old days, a family doctor used to work 80 hours, 90 hours a week and mm. uh, provide healthcare to thousands of people and do everything for everyone. And uh, as you can appreciate, new grads are coming into this with more focus on personal wellness and uh, family, being present for their families and um, uh, community involvement. And they're not willing to work those sorts of extended hours. So then we have a, an issue where we need to increase enrollment into colleges and universities. Right. And I can't imagine the complicated math going on to figure out. All that. <laughs> but the consequence is um, we've just hit this point now where we're, we're suddenly facing a shortage. Right now, there's 2.3 million Ontarians expected to not have a family doctor. Mm -hmm. And this is going to increase over the next bunch of years as uh, their retirements and changes of location of practice. Um, obviously, there's a lot, uh, a lot of uh, doctors when they graduate, they want to work in the big cities. So they're going to Ottawa, Toronto, uh, London, and smaller places may not be having such success. Right. Um, if Guelph has an issue, North Wellington communities have a much more significant issue. Right. And they are really dependent upon uh, new recruits there to support retirements. Um, they're, they, the docs up in Fergus, Palmerston, um, uh, Mount Forest, they do a, a incredible work to keep the hospital going to do uh, to assist uh, in labor and delivery to keep the emergency departments running and mm. also do their family practices. And mm -hmm. so one physician uh, retiring or developing an illness or being unable to practice for whatever reason, all of a sudden puts a lot of pressure on the other docs. In Guelph, one doctor moving out is a big impact, but it's not noticed as much possibly until there's two or three or four retirements. And then we really start to feel it. Right. So it's, it's really, it's, it's a great question. Why are we doing this is uh, because we have to, right. no one else is doing it. If uh, unless we step forward as a community and show our amazing qualities of Guelph and our region, uh, people won't notice us, and uh, that's that's why we want to we want to be proactive and really make make a go of 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 showing ourselves as a great place to work. As you were talking there, I was thinking in a couple of hours as as we're recording today, uh, Louise Marshall shuts down for about 12 hours and not for the first time this year mm -hmm. because of a lack of staff. Yeah. And, and there's staffing, there's human resources issues in all sectors. There's nursing shortages. Um, there are uh, times when we can't get enough security. Uh, there are um, uh, some of the most important people are, are uh, the, the non-clinical people like ward clerks mm. and the, um, the people who, who keep the hospital maintenance going right. and there's shortages as, as across, uh, our whole society, there are shortages now everywhere. There's been, we are, we are victims of this massive work sh change that has happened since COVID and people voting with their feet and, and mm. moving to different, uh, different kinds of work. So it's, it's, 
it very much affects hospitals. And you're seeing that in places like Louise Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, going to just medical students who end up going into um, a, a general practitioner position, I couldn't find the stat, but I seem to remember at some point hearing that young doctors going into GPs, like going into that stream, um, that's another issue here is just there aren't as many doctors who are, it seems to be more young doctors want to go into sort of specialized fields and they want to be a a family doctor. That's that, is that also a pressure here? That is a pressure here. Um, There are, uh, so every year uh, medical students in their final year will apply to, uh, to, get into residency positions and that's the critical uh, the critical point of decision making as you de- decide your career mm. and the number of applications to primary care to, to family practice uh, rotations to family practice residencies has been dropping and each year there are gaps um, so that uh, people will graduate from a Canadian medical school but they will as you say want to be in a specialty and so those gaps are then available for other people who want to come back to Canada. So that we have a lot of international medical graduates who have gone to other parts of the world and they've uh, got a very good um, medical education. And so those uh, some of those applicants can go through those uh, those residency positions that become available. But there is something about family practices seen as as a, uh, a hard career, you mm. have to uh, do many hours. You're juggling many different balls. There's um, you're running a small business. You're mm-hmm. you manage staff and your own human resources issues. You may not be familiar with how to rent a building, and there's yeah. a lot of a lot of things that I th- think would be quite intimidating there uh, for a new grad. Yeah. No. And. That goes to something else you were saying too. You know, you go to your doctor, sign in at the front desk or or whatever. The doctor sees you and you know examines you, writes you the prescription, and you're on your way. But um, you know, your family doctor has a second job, which is to you know be a manager. He's like doing billing, even though you don't get the bill. The bill goes to the, the provincial government or the Ministry of Health. Um, they have payroll. They have rent. Um, you know, it's it's that, that's where the eighty hours come in. It's not they're not right. seeing patients for eighty hours. They're seeing patients for forty hours, and then spending forty hours being a manager. And the the great thing about Guelph is that we have a lot of group practices, and yeah. so they develop uh, very successful business models where they uh, work together. They have um, uh, the the whole staffing ratios figured out. They have their um, their IT issues figured out they've got um, really solid systems to support them so that they can practice as well as they can and guelph is is really quite unique we're recognized because our family health team here mm-hmm. in guelph represents uh i believe 95 percent of all uh family practitioners in the city mm. are under the the umbrella of the guelph family health team and they've developed some really great models where um, you you have nurse practitioners and uh, dietitians and specialists in diabetes and foot care and all of these sorts of services, psych- psychiatry and 
um, uh, mental health counseling all happen within your family health team office. Mm-hmm. One of the new initiatives that we're doing it in um, uh, with the Ontario health team is trying to bring in uh, uh, the uh, home care services into family health teams. So uh, a, a home care staff will be embedded within the family health team office so that the family doctor or the nurse practitioner can have a direct relationship with them and support patients to have uh, reduced redundancy, better communication, make sure that there is a, a, a the right person is coming to that person's house and taking care of their medical issues and uh, that we're, we're serving them as well as possible. So Guelph has a real advantage for attracting primary care clinicians here because there's so much infrastructure already set up. Right. And there's, there's a really strong vision for how can we make uh, family health work as, as best possible. How important is that? Because this is something that's sort of changing. Um, gone are sort of the days where, you know, the doctor, I mean, I remember this when I was a kid, my, our family doctor, his practice was in his basement. Um, he had a basement office off of, uh, you know, on the residential street where he lived. Um, but, you know, now people are looking for, you know, to get help at home. Um, they're, they're not just going to see the doctor once a year for the checkup and their updated, you know, jabs. It's, 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 a, it's, it's sort of like a whole effort. Um, and I imagine a lot of the young people coming out of medical school these days are sort of looking at these, um, sort of looking at a lot of these ideas and the, the changing shape of the practice. They don't want to be that island, be the, you know, office in the basement where people come to them that, you know, they, they want like the, the idea of sort of having this interconnected health system is, is attractive or more attractive than um, just sort of like do it, like setting up your own shop. Yeah. And of course the, the training in medical school and in residency is all about team-based care because okay. you go to a, uh, a practice to get your training that has already been well-established to manage um, uh, complex patients with many different medical issues, and they have the whole team available there. So if your training is in this environment where you are a valuable part of a complex uh, interdependent system, then that's what you become familiar with and that's what you want to recreate. Mm -hmm. And we know that it works. The, the, The places that have all of these ancillary services, dietitians and diabetes counseling, and all the things that I mentioned previously, they, they really work the best to um, provide the most comprehensive care, the most efficient care for their patients. And right. um, uh, so the, 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 that's what we're doing with this recruitment process is to say, we've got lots of amazing things going on in this region. We've got all of these great practices. 95% of the family docs are in the fam- Guelph Family Health Team, for instance, the Northern well, North Wellington communities are all, all highly integrated with their um, uh, primary care teams. And let's sell ourselves as a great place to live and to work and to play. It's a great place to bring your families here. Mm. There's so many fantastic things about wealth and Wellington uh, to draw people here that we would just really want to promote the region and and say how uh, how fantastic it is to work here. 
you're almost saying like that Guelph and Mulligan sort of sells itself. But if that's the case, why do why do we need a recruitment strategy? And, and what like what will the recruitment strategy do in order to say like again? You're saying obviously, and maybe we're biased because we live here. Guelph and Mulligan is a great place to be, but you know how do you, I guess what's the goal? How, like in ter- sort of like turning that into a message that's going to appeal to someone looking for somewhere to set down roots. And again, it's a competitive market. Yeah. Our neighboring communities are have active recruitment campaigns to uh, Hamilton region, to GTA, to Halton. And what we're going to do is just increase the presence of our city and our region so that uh, we're at recruitment fairs and we have uh, ideally a website so that uh, people can know how to contact us. Um, There's a lot of fantastic recruitment work going on right now. Every one of the family health teams and hospitals and all the the uh, CMHA, uh, the community health centers, they all have recruitment activities going on. The goal of this project is to bring together all of these organizations into a unified strategy without taking away any of the work they're doing, right. without uh, 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 causing challenges to the to the efforts that they're making, we want to bring them together into a more unified program, see if there are ways we can reduce redundancy, if we can have a uh, uh, an easier play an, an easier way for someone who's looking to work here to come in and say, great, there's opportunities in uh, Rockwood, in Mount Forest, and in Guelph, I'm going to find out information about these and ah, they're united into this Guelph, Wellington, Ontario health team. That's interesting too. Right. And so to uh, to promote the, this unique model that we've got here. You're essentially talking about curation. Um, you know, I could Google, if, I, if I'm a, a medical school, like nearly grad, I can Google, you know, jobs and ho- hospital jobs or you know, health team jobs and, and, you know, you, I mean, obviously there's probably not being a doctor myself. I've never had to look for a job in the medical field, but obviously um, having that unified effort, like if, you know, you're looking for places to be and there's an active recruitment effort and there's a website tied to that, 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 that's a way to sort of catch people um, before they end up going, looking at somewhere else. Yeah. And You're you're in the media a lot. So you see how how challenging it is to get people's attention. Yes. If we don't make an effort to get people's attention, we're going to miss them entirely. Right. And so it's it's a it's a, as I mentioned earlier, it's a defensive um, uh, effort to make sure that people are aware of what we're doing, that we're we're not going to have our current load of physicians move elsewhere, and that we make ourselves very clear and present for new physicians to to look for us and see what great things are going on in our community. I think it's just sort of, you know, it's it's sort of easy for people to sort of see your delegation and and to hear the proposal and go, you know, wait, what, we haven't been recruiting doctors all this time. And it's just important to point out, no, there's been recruitment, but we're we're consolidating our efforts because, uh, you know, the attention economy is hard to get into. That's correct. Yeah. And we don't know yet where the uh, efficiencies are going to be found in right. the overall project. 
we uh, we know we've had many meetings of all of the organizations around the table saying, yes, we want to have a unified uh, process. We want to improve some of our efforts, but don't step on our toes in the individual work that we're doing. Right. Because only my family health team can really sell the work that we're doing. Only right. my hospital can really explain how our hospital is unique and what we can offer. Right. So each individual organization still wants to have a lot of autonomy and a lot of uh, skin in the game and how they bring their recruits to them. But can we have an overall uh, advertising, marketing, and and um, uh, a campaign to get into the into the minds of medical students, residents, international medical graduates who are overseas are uh, wanting to come to Canada? And how can we make sure that Guelph and Wellington County are are high on their um, higher on their list? You've we created. See, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you, you've created a referral process for getting a medical job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and knowing what's available. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's been some very successful projects at, in other communities. Um, the city of Lethbridge, Alberta, did a, a very um, aggressive campaign for international medical graduates, and they attracted somewhere around 20 new physicians to their community mm -hmm. over a couple of years. Uh, similarly, I heard um, uh, uh, Truro, Nova Scotia did a, an, a, an effort to get international medical graduates in, and they had a whole bunch of um, physicians from England who wanted to change practice. They wanted to change regions for whatever reasons, and so they've been able to attract um, uh, hundreds of applicants to come and look at Truro as a possibility. In the same mm -hmm. way, we say Guelph, Wellington, Fergus, Mount Forest were great places to work, great places to live, uh, and let's let's make us more present and more available in, in the media and in our marketing. Mm -hmm. um, the numbers you mentioned at the meeting, we need 35 new physicians for Guelph, 25 for the county. That's to account for, you know, growth in the area to fill gaps that we have right now. Doesn't include um, the usual churn and turnover of doctors retiring and uh, someone taking over their practice. Uh, do you have a number for like maybe how many doctors we'll need in the next 10 years? Like, like it's probably greater than the 60 you mentioned, but, you know, is, or is, is that hard to say? So it is hard to say. Um, we sort of, uh, a, a rule of thumb is that uh, we're, we need somewhere around five physicians per year, okay. uh, it, just in Guelph itself, to, uh, to replace family physician uh, retirements and changes in practice. Uh, but we actually don't know that. that is, uh, there, there is no single number that has been established. That's going to be part of the strategy as well, is to okay. figure out uh um make make her make the best estimates we can mm -hmm. uh your your group did something interesting um for the presentation or at least in the letter uh that was provided to council which was showing how this effort sort of lined up with the strategic goals and i think that um I, you know, I've sort of seen this a lot sort of inside the city departments like we want to do x because it meets goal Zed. Um, 
but in terms of like making the business case, why is it important to like, you know, one would think getting more doctors is a good thing, maybe sells itself, but why, um, why sort of make that strategic case for, for the funds you need? Uh, as we were approaching uh, our presentation to city council and to um, the, the uh, County of Wellington and the chamber, we really wanted to make, make it clear that this is not just an ask to, uh, to support the medical community. This is an ask for the whole community. Every physician you bring in will support uh, certainly their patients to get better health care. And it will also bring in uh, uh, employers who know that Guelph has medical services that they can count on. They have, uh, they know that we have a hospital that's going to provide them needs. It, uh, it, uh, they're going to provide them services at the time of need. And we know that there's an economic uh, benefit to having physicians work here. So we, we really wanted to explain that uh, a very what we think is a pretty small amount of request to the city will have a much uh, much greater uh, benefit to the whole region. There's uh, uh, some a research study was done a few years ago that showed for every one dollar put into physician recruitment, there's up to two hundred dollars uh, payback in terms of economic spinoff. Mm. And so we think this is a a, a very strong reason to support this uh, proposal and to help the Guelph Wellington OHT get this project going. And looking at the overall health picture for people who don't know, you work in the emergency department of Guelph General Hospital. Um, how does having a full complement of, of general practitioners and family doctors in Guelph help on your end? So it's very important to have uh, uh, what we call a warm handoff. When a, a, a patient comes into us and they have a, a, a minor issue, that's fine. They can go on and manage that as, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll probably solve itself. But if they have a complex problem, they come in with a, uh, a major heart or lung issue and we, we want to be able to stabilize them and have them living in their homes. We also need to know that there's uh, a primary care clinician who's going to be able to take care of them who's going to be able to uh, reassess them in the short term and and keep them uh, supported and, and healthy as possible. And it becomes very, very challenging when we don't have a family doctor that the, the patient is going to be reconnecting with. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, uh, many patients in the city right now who have no family doctor. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the order, it's estimates vary between uh, 8% and 20% mm -hmm. of Guelph citizens have no family doctor. And the, the result of that is they're using walk-in clinics and emergency departments uh, for their health care or going without health care and mm -hmm. suffering uh, medical consequences of, of not getting attended to. So uh, we, we have a, a system that is not functioning at it as anyone would like it right now. It is. It is uh, uh, has a lot of uh, improvements that can be made in many different areas, and it's challenging in in my workplace. Uh, but to have a family doctor or a nurse practitioner or a primary care team that we can bounce back to is extremely beneficial for 
for us and for the, the patient to know that they're they've got a backup. Right. Um, I've heard that a lot about mental health in you know having things like the the Grove because you know you go to the Grove maybe you're not in crisis but you build that rapport. Um, and then if when you are in crisis that youth outreach worker has notes about you. So that helps the person who's there to help your crisis. Again, it's this kind of whole team effort. Um, That's much the same way for a general practitioner who sees you hopefully on a regular basis. But the thing of this is we've kind of trained ourselves and I'm not saying it's the fault of of the medical industry. It's, It's a fault. It's a systemic problem, but we sort of trained ourselves to see our medical health as sort of like an acute case only. We don't see a doctor when we're healthy to make sure that we're as healthy as we think we are. We go to a doctor when we're like keeled over and feel, you know, pricks and, and thorns in our side or, you know, it, it, it just seems like and this maybe isn't a question we can solve here and now, but, you know, one of one of the things you're talking about is also a rethink of how we approach medicine. That it's not just the emergency; it's not just the Doctor Digby uh, emergency side of things. It's the Doctor Smith, uh, he or she, you know, just making sure that you're a healthy person, even if you don't feel anything's wrong with you. Yeah, and and the, so much of what you're talking about is preventative. Yeah, personal health care. Yeah, it's the the amount that we exercise and the. Uh, types of foods that are available and uh, the mental mental health stresses of uh, of doom stroll doom scrolling all the time and there's uh, you know there's a lot of reasons people are getting sick yeah um, the uh, impact of social media on mental health over the last twenty years has been huge and yeah um, it, it's it, preventative health requires individuals to be proactive and be aware of what they're eating, what how they're sleeping, what they're doing with their bodies, and um, what they're doing with their minds. And it's it's um, uh, not everyone is going to is going to be able to prevent an illness, but I I believe you can do a lot by being mm. proactive and um, uh, being aware of yourself and how you're acting in right. the world. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a general comment, too. And I'm by no means on my high horse. I doom scroll with the best of them. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I want to kind of wrap up by looking ahead a bit and maybe really far ahead, because I know there are efforts underway to look at a new hospital for Guelph. And I think a lot of people when they talk about, at least when I see it, when I'm doom scrolling, um, talk about, you know, we need a new hospital. We need it now. You know, why are we? doing other things and building other things. The building is the easiest part of this. And I imagine, I mean, it, it maybe it's not sort of part of the formal idea of sort of like the immediate recruiting needs, but a recruitment strategy, that's going to be handy in 10, 12 years or whatever, when there's a new hospital coming in. Yeah, absolutely. So we know that our population is growing. We know that the uh, the the province has uh, has advised us to grow by eighteen thousand households over the next several years. Mm-hmm. That's what all the construction discussions are about. And with those people are going to come lots of healthcare pressures. 
There's uh, going to be need for um, many different services in the community. We need primary care physicians, certainly, and we also need lots of specialists. And Guelph is getting to the point where we we do need increased services in areas that we have not had for many years. We've depended mm. upon uh, Kitchener-Waterloo and Hamilton for a lot of specialty services, mm. and we're recognizing we need specialists, internal medicine services, specialist surgeons, um, things that we currently don't have. So as the Guelph General Hospital is planning on new developments over the next 10 years, and, and there's lots of thinking going into that, we also need to bring the, the human resources complement up, make sure we've got the right people working in our community and we've got the right connections and the ways to access them. So definitely this is a long-term game we're looking at here. Um, and it, again, it's a competitive environment where every <laughs> other community around us is also doing the long-term game. Mm -hmm. And there is a, a net shortage of, of physicians uh, across the province. So there's also other things we, we need to be looking at, which is uh, things like the uh, nurse practitioner-led clinics. How mm. can those support patients to get uh, their their healthcare needs met? And um, how can we support mental health services to to be uh, working together with less redundancy and having better uh, better overall outcomes for patients? So there's many many issues of this this system and healthcare is in my mind i think one of the most complex systems in our society yeah and we are doing our best and we are not doing enough right now we are not meeting uh, people's needs and um, this is our our effort to try and improve some of the access issues well be that as it may it was probably the uh the smallest ask of the year for anything coming to city council so uh you you get that in your favor at least but uh i mean we could probably go on about this all day but i know you're a busy man so we'll wrap it up here so dr ian take me thank you for your time today thanks adam it's been a real pleasure to chat with you and have a great day and once again, that was Dr. Ian Digby. You can check out the letter that his group attached to his delegation on the city's website under the revised agenda for the November 15th council meeting. You can also learn more about the Guelph Wellington, Ontario health team at guelphwellingtonoht.com. And you can learn more about Guelph Wellington Physician Association at gwpa.ca. And that's it for this week's show. We hope you liked it. You can download the Guelph Politicast every Wednesday from Apple, Google, TuneIn, and Spotify. And when you subscribe to the Guelph Politicast channel, you'll get an episode of Open Sources Guelph on Mondays and an episode of End Credits on Fridays. The music for the Guelph Politicast comes from KPM Classics and Sid Dale. You can follow Guelph Politico on social media at Guelph Politico on Twitter and at Politico Guelph on Facebook. You can follow me personally at Adam A. Donaldson on Twitter and Instagram or send me an email at adamadonaldson at gmail.com. If you'd like to help financially support the work of Guelph Politico, you can get all that information at guelphpolitico.ca slash donate. 
And finally, for all the latest local political news, you can check out guelphpolitico.ca, where there will be a new episode of the Guelph Politicast for you this time next week. And until then, we will see you next time. Thank you.